0: Today on CityCast Denver. Taste the high
1: country. Taste the high country. Once you taste the high country, no downstream beer will do.
0: Here in Colorado, beer is big business. But now, thanks to the pandemic, the craft brewing industry is in turmoil. One of our state's biggest companies, and also one of the country's biggest suppliers of aluminum cans, Ball Corp, is telling craft breweries, we can't handle your business anymore.
1: All this has led the industry to worry about how much costs are going to increase. Uh, One person said a $9.99 six-pack today is gonna be $13.99.
0: And that means starting next week, those craft brews might start sounding a little too much like frou-frou city beers. It's no downstream beer. It's no city beer, it's Coors. Ed C. Lover is the beer reporter at Denver Business Journal, and he's on the show today with a very Colorado story to tell. Today is Thursday, February 24th. I'm Paul Caroli, in for Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver.
1: I hope this... Atmosphere isn't too chaotic here, but uh, you guys can hear me without all the uh, sound around me.
0: Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Okay, good, good. Ed C. Lover, welcome back to CityCast Denver.
1: Thank you very much. It's great to be back.
0: So, Ed, I've been reading your stuff, and I'm concerned. It sounds like there is a conflict brewing between local craft brewers and their main supplier of aluminum cans that seems like a big problem. Can you explain what exactly is happening, please?
1: Absolutely. And I love the pun, whether intentional or not, because this is a brewing conflict here. Um, and it's a conflict that, that starts actually well outside of the brewing industry. The conflict is with Ball Corp, uh, the Westminster-based uh, aluminum canning giant who supplies most of the craft brewing industry. And for years, it's been a very symbiotic relationship. However, like most industries, aluminum canning has run into supply chain issues over the last two years. And because of the supply issues of the past two years, Ball Corp is having to cut back on what it can supply to people. And the idea that came across in a letter that it sent out to customers in November is this, we can't meet the demand we have um, because we're having supply chain issues and because demand for canning products went way up during the pandemic when you could no longer pull into the craft breweries that make most of their money by selling beers across the bar and just drink out of a pint glass. And so what it proposed was two things. One was that it's going to have to raise the prices of its cans, 37%. Uh, and and there's, there's literally no getting around that. That's, that's not even the issue that craft breweries are complaining about. The second issue, however, was that because of its shortage of cans, it said that they were going to have to quintuple the orders that they put in for any laser-printed cans. These are cans where you have labels on them that are embedded right on the cans rather than you put a sticker on the can to show your label. Uh, To the point where anyone doing that would have to order slightly more than a million cans per brand, not per brewery, but per se, your top seller. Otherwise, people would have to go through third parties to both order and to store their cans until they were ready to use it. All this has led the industry to worry about how much costs are going to increase. Uh, one person said, a 9.99 dollars six-pack today is going to be 13.99 dollars by the middle of next year, and whether the industry can fairly compete against major breweries like Anheuser-Busch, who have formerly craft brands, you think about Elysian, think about Breckenridge, think about Goose Island, that they are able to continue getting printed by Ball because they are a major contractor of Ball and that they are able to, uh, to store at the same time. Um, So that's the big picture. Uh, And there's a lot of twists and turns there, but I hope that kind of sets the stage for the worries that craft breweries have right now.
0: Hmm. So what are these small brewers saying about this? Like, are they, are people outraged?
1: They are. They, they, They feel in a lot of ways, like they've had someone they relied on, turn their back on them. Ball has always before this been a good partner. Uh, And Ball has really pushed the idea that it wants to help small businesses as well. Uh, But now that it comes down to the choice between, okay, uh, how do I deal with the idea I've got more demand than I can supply right now, they feel like Ball has turned to the big money producers and is kind of throwing them to the side. Now, it's interesting that U.S. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, uh, a state that has a craft brewing scene that is uh, competitive and right up there with, with Colorados in the national scope, wrote to Ball and said, look, can you can you please not do this? This is really bad. This is going to hurt a lot of our businesses. And we want to see if you can put that off. And Ball agreed to that. Actually, March 1st is the deadline. It gave craft breweries It said, we're going to extend our current policy that will allow us to print less than a million cans at a time that allow us to, to store your, your cans until you're ready to use and to fill them. Uh, but March 1st is coming up quickly. And as of this morning, the Brewers Association tells me there's been no resolution to this yet. So there's a lot of limits. Limbo right now.
0: So we're in this limbo until March 1st. That's Tuesday. It sounds like uh, Ron Wyden, the senator from Oregon, moved the needle with his letter. I can't help but think about Colorado's own craft brewing senator, John Hickenlooper. Does he have anything to say about this?
1: That is actually uh, been uh, kind of a, a discussion point in our newsroom is that uh, is that no, Hickenlooper hasn't had anything to say in this. And I don't know if that's because He's talked to Wyden and he's going to let him carry the ball on this or, or what, but, uh, but, you know, the only brewer or the only former brewer currently sitting in the U S Senate, uh, is, is not jumping up, uh, to, to head up this issue like Oregon's, uh, senior Senator is
0: hmm. maybe he's more of a ball corp guy these days. <laughs>
1: I I don't know. You know, let's remember back when John Hickenlooper uh, was a co-owner of Winkoop Brewery. This is 1988 until he became Denver mayor in 2003. They would have scoffed at the idea of canning. They were all selling across the bar. So maybe it's also (laughs) an issue that he's never been familiar with in the craft brewing community.
0: All right, so let's come back to the craft brewers themselves. If I'm, say, a Westfax or a dry dock, can I just go get my cans from somewhere else?
1: There are not many canning companies uh, in America that can do this kind of work at this size. In fact, uh, mergers and acquisitions by Ball over the last decade have really cut down on the number of competitors out there. And and as the Brewers Association told me, even those competitors that still remain uh, are largely contracted up. They can't take on any more work now because they have limited abilities as well. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a no-win situation where, where breweries not only are facing these large price hikes that is going to have to either make them take even less of a profit or we'll have to make them raise their costs to consumers that aren't quite ready to pay a lot more at this point, it seems, um, or they're just going to have to cut back on what they can put in cans. And for some of them, that could be a big business hit. And I alluded to this earlier, but one of the things, if, if these ball changes go through that a lot of breweries will have to do is they will rely not on a canning company to etch in their labels onto the cans, but will put them on via stickers they're gonna have to buy their own stickering machines. And these are more labor intensive. They'll probably have to either hire more people or take people off other duties to run the stickering lines to make sure all the cans have their labels on them. So it, it, it's a series of little things that may not be raising the price of aluminum uh, 100%, but that eventually is going to be uh, pretty costly to the brewery and the brewery is gonna have to find some way to recover that. Um, and so it's uh, then you're in the conundrum of, of how you get something out there at a price point that consumers will buy uh, without losing your market share. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Those uh, those stickers, I have noticed that before. We have to talk about that. It's such a tiny thing, but like, I don't like it as much. I don't like feeling the edge of the sticker as much as the printed label. Do you have an opinion on that? Do you think that matters to anyone else?
1: Where I think it matters a little bit is that stickers are they make some cans non-recyclable oh. people are going to have to peel those stickers off uh in which case the cans can be thrown away uh, in the recycling bin stickers can go to the uh, to the refuse pile but but honestly how many people are going to do that uh and, and that in in some sense is going to make it harder uh to get those cans out there if people suddenly start turning a uh Uh, a weary eye to them saying uh, this is going to force even the recycling centers to take these cans and throw them into the pile going to the landfill. And that's not going to be the solution that I'd hope for. And that's worth noting because one of the biggest reasons that brewers moved to cans starting about 12 to 14 years ago is because they were better for the environment and more recyclable than the glass that they were using.
0: (laughs) So we have to talk a little bit more about Ball's role in this because they're this huge company and in some sense they've fostered this craft brewing community here in Colorado and, you know, they've provided this more environmentally friendly option. Um, But here they are apparently choosing the mega breweries over the little guy. Um, I've got to think that they're not happy about this either. They're probably scrambling. What do you think is going to happen here? How's this going to shake out?
1: Well, there is a possibility that things can go back to something close to normal in the coming years. Ball has five different plants in America that it's either expanding or or, or just starting from scratch now. It sees the demand. It doesn't expect demand will ever go down for its canned products, not be for beer or for any other industries. Um, And it says, you know, in a couple of years, we'll be able to supply these needs. But that's a couple of years. Uh, the question is can breweries hold out that long and will breweries feel scarred by the time that, uh, that, that that's happening again and that assuming <laughs> hopefully we are not dealing with the same supply chain issues in 2024 and 2025 that we're dealing with in 2022. I think some breweries will will go to the strategy uh, that they're going to can less and hope to sell more across the taproom. Uh, I, I think you're going to see maybe you know, a brewery that, that puts out 10 to 12 different beers in, in cans now uh, drop back to five to six and hope that the taproom business is going to come back as the weather warms, as coronavirus subsides, as people get back to what we think is going to be normal life. I think that's the soul searching that's going to be going on. How much do I want to package my beer versus how much am I going to make you come into my tap room to get the beer like we used to uh, before coronavirus?
0: Hmm. I really like thinking about that, the way the the economics of this whole situation really does have a direct impact on the culture of beer drinking. That's such a fascinating connection. Um, but I want to go back for a second to the supply chain issues. I mean, what are we talking about here? Is this like an aluminum shortage, or or is there other are there other problems that Ball is dealing with?
1: It's an aluminum shortage. That you know, most of the aluminum that that Ball gets is not being you know made here in America. It's coming from Canada. It's coming from other countries, and it's coming from places where the factories uh, are being shut down or being limited in their operations uh, by coronavirus cases. Uh, as we've seen over and over and over again during this pandemic. It's not unlike any other industries, such as the outdoor recreation industries that are ordering products from from China and from Vietnam, but finding, oh, well, this factory is going to be offline for the next uh, several weeks. So good luck with that. Uh, And then you're dealing with the shipment uh, problems where uh, because of the glut of orders for cans um, and the paucity of liners or other transportation options to get them here. We've all seen the the 73-day backlogs at the Port of Los Angeles, for example. They just can't get the aluminum in quickly enough. So that's the supply chain. Again, most people think that by 2024, this will have worked itself out, but that's a long two years. And even Ball Corp representatives said during a, a panel discussion that I attended last year, it's not going back to normal in 2022. There's so much backlog in the supply chain that we don't think we're going we're gonna to see full relief yet. So that's the kind of supply chain issues that are hampering this, uh, in addition to this, this skyrocketing demand for product.
0: Hmm. So we're talking about the supply chain issues and how those are having this cascade effect all the way down to craft brewers and to the consumers who are going to be dealing with higher prices. I keep hearing about inflation lately. Like, is this this what inflation looks like? Is this how it happens?
1: This is exactly how inflation happens. Uh, Because, you know, for one, uh, you know, you can't get the product. So people who supply the product rightly, can charge more for it. It is a more valuable product. Aluminum cans have never been more valuable, arguably, than they have been over the past two years. And as such, people are paying more for that.
0: Well, let me let me take you back to the big picture because Ball Corp is this $3 billion company, one of the biggest companies in Colorado, and craft brewing...
1: It's actually, a, it's about a $3 billion industry as well, yes.
0: So where, where does this conflict, like... What does this conflict say about like Colorado's identity as a a beer loving state? Do you think that it's going to it's going to hurt that or or what do you think? I think it
1: brings to the forefront the idea that as much as we can idealize the craft beer industry uh, and the people who supply it, and this is key here, um, as this, this collection of local businesses that they're bootstrapping and they're anti-corporates and they're, they're fighting against the, you know, the, just the domination by, by several beer brands that owned the U.S. from the 50s through the 80s. In the end, it does come down to business models. And for Ball Corp, which has supplied craft beer and helped its rise, particularly over the last decade as it's moved from uh, bottles to cans, um, in the end, Ball Corp's got to make money. And they're going to go with their biggest customers to make money. And when it finds room for craft brewers, it's going to put them back on the uh, priority list.
0: Ed C. Lover, thank you so much for joining me on CityCast Denver.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on to discuss this important topic.
0: And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Ever since the tragic death of five people in Commerce City over the weekend, we've been talking about fentanyl, a synthetic opioid that's 50 times stronger than heroin. According to the Colorado Sun, state lawmakers are rethinking a 2019 law that made possession of up to 4 grams of some drugs a misdemeanor. Critics of the law claim that for a drug like fentanyl, 4 grams is much too lethal an amount, and penalties should be harsher for possession. House Speaker Alec Garnett says he's working with public health officials and law enforcement on a new bill that could be introduced as soon as next week. Check out Monday's episode with Attorney General Phil Weiser for more on Colorado's efforts to tackle the fentanyl situation. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. Today in the newsletter, we've got a special recommendation from Ed C. Lover on the beer that he's filling his growler with these days. And it sounds pretty good to me. You might want to catch it. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you tomorrow. It's no downstream beer. It's no city beer. It's Coors. Taste the
1: high country. Climb up to Coors.